Talking with Topher is sponsored by slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. Remember to put in promo code T-O-P-H-E-R before you check out to get an extra 10% off your purchase. More on that later. Let's get in episode 153. happening TWT fans it is so good to be back on this March 9th 2023 and I'm so glad to have you all here with me how is everything going how has your week been I can't wait to get into everything that I need to get into but before I start anything today let me start off by saying thank you thank you for subscribing I want to thank all my subscribers it's the most important thing that I ask everybody to do so I thank you all for doing it. You help support the podcast and you all keep me coming back here week after week. Um, If you're new to the podcast, remember to subscribe. That's right. Click, smash, stomp on that subscribe button. It's the most important thing that you could do for the podcast. Um, It's free for you to do. So go ahead and click that subscribe button. All right. If you want to get more involved with the podcast, maybe you have a story, maybe somebody is uh, you've heard somebody's story that needs to be heard because um, other people will learn from it. Whatever it happens to be, you want to um, just ask some questions. Maybe I got something wrong. Whatever it happens to be, go ahead and send an email over to talkinwitofer at gmail.com. That's the official email of the podcast. Um, and uh, I'm looking forward to reading all of those. If you want to follow me, I'm on social media everywhere. And if you want more access to everything TWT, you got to click the link tree. All right. It's there. Click it. Gives you access to everything TWT. And then um, I'm on Rumble. Yeah. I put it up on Rumble uh, because of censorship. Uh, also, uh, every week um, now, the videos for Spotify are going up. So I'm letting the audio run first. And then I'm letting all the videos on Rumble and YouTube go up first. And then uh, I'm putting up the video on Spotify. So if you want to see like episode 150, for example, uh, the videos on Spotify, the videos on Rumble, all the previous episodes will be available on in video format one week after the audio airs on Spotify. That's the way I'm doing it. Um, so go. Uh, Go check it out on Rumble. Go check it out on Spotify. Go check it out everywhere. Um, If you're just listening to it, fantastic. But you can find all of it with that link tree. All right. Now, with all that being said, let's get into today's podcast. What's happening, everybody? I am so glad to be back. It has been a crazy week. um, And we just got nailed with a ton of snow. Not a ton. A ton of snow. It was crazy Literally went from, I would have to say, close to nothing on the ground to a winter wonderland in less than 12 hours. Um, I think I started cleaning up the snow at like 7, 7.30, and I was done um, by like 10, 30, 11, and then I went back out around one and finished up around like 2.30 or something. It was wild, but... As the snow stopped, the sun came out, and I was one of the first ones on the street with a solid black driveway. I was so excited. Yeah, very excited. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was just insane. And, you know, I thought I had fixed my snow thrower, <laughs> and it turns out that, uh, unfortunately, the cable I purchased was incorrect. Now, uh, my... <laughs> <laughs> the guy that's training me has been up my ass about fixing my snow thrower. He's like, you're never going to be able to shovel all of this. Never. And I'm like, yes, I know. I got to fix the snow thrower. So I looked up a video that morning, right? 
And I'm like, I'm going to fix it. No problem. I looked up the video. It showed me exactly what I was supposed to do. I was all excited. I, I, I just needed to go do it. So I text him and I go, snow is fixed. You know, it's going to be fine. I'm excited. We, you know, and I realized that the spring that I did find on the ground did belong to the snow thrower. So I went out to dinner with my parents the night before. Right. So Friday night I go to uh, where the fuck did we go? Went to a Chinese food restaurant in Londonderry. Um, something walk super walk. Yeah, so I went there, met my parents and my sister and nieces and stuff like that, and we were doing dinner, and I was talking to my dad, and I was telling him about this cable issue, and he's like, uh, and he's like, if all else fails, just take a self-tapping screw to it and uh, put it where you want it, and if you want to move it, adjust it and put it through again, and I went, hmm, it's not a bad idea, it's not a bad idea, but I don't want to do that because I got the cable. So we do dinner, everything, it's fine. Um, I leave, and then here I am, early morning, snow is crazy. We've already got like six, seven inches on the ground here. I don't know what the totality was for Manchester. I'm sorry, but when I looked at the, 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 what I had on the ground, it was, it was like 10 inches. But I think they're saying Manchester only got like eight and a half, which is fine. They never... I feel like they never say the amount that we actually got. It's always less than what I think it is, so that's fine. Um, but what happened was is uh, I go out there, and the cable is incorrect. So now I've already sent this message off to the person that's training me, and I've already told them that I got it fixed, and it's good, and everything's fine. Well, it wasn't. The cable was wrong, like I just said. And so what did I do? I went and got myself a self-tap and screw with a rubber washer on it, and I sunk that thing through. And I had it at a very high angle, and then I made another one that was mid, and then I made another one that was low. So it's got three different holes in it now, and it's leaking, um, I believe, axle fluid. Uh, So I think I'm going to have to have somebody come pick it up, take it, and... Just do all the all the repairs to it. Um, you know, it probably besides the cable, I'm I'm thinking something's wrong with the axle or something's leaking somewhere, and I don't want to figure it out. Um, I'm just gonna pay somebody to do it, and that's what that's what it comes down to. You know, I, I get to a point where like I'm like I can do all the work, I can do all of that, but I don't have enough time anymore. So I'd rather spend the extra money and just have somebody come pick it up. I think I did it like two years ago, you know, whatever, a couple hundred bucks. It's fixed and I don't have to worry about it next year. So I'm going to do that and I'm going to call them. I think I use skill or something. They're right around the corner. It makes life easy. The guys come with a ramp. They pick it up. It's extra charge, but they're also going to fix it and then drop it off. So it makes life super simple, and sometimes that is worth more to me than my time trying to figure out what exactly wrong. Just give it to the professionals and get it over with. So the snow sower is not fixed, but I got it to the point where I could just get rid of the snow and do what I needed to do, and then shovel the perimeter. But I was super pumped that I could at least do that because there was no... I would have blown out my shoulder yesterday, for sure. So he was right. You know, I definitely did not want to be shoveling all that snow, but I felt like I lied to him because I told him that the cable worked, and it did not. So I guess I'm kind of airing that out now. You know what I, you know, you know, my number one thing is if, if you're lying, it can lead back to drinking. So not only am I going to say it here because it clears my conscience today, but I will also tell him on Monday, but that's super funny. He's, he's so worried about, uh, uh, you know, the snow thrower getting fixed and cause he's like, dude, if you could just get that fixed, you probably would make it to work earlier than if you were shoveling. And it's like, well, half of the time the snow that we've been getting is so wet and heavy or light and fluffy that like the snow throw is almost pointless. It has to be like a good consistency. Yesterday was perfect for it. I mean, 
absolutely perfect. I chewed through that so fast and then shoveled around everything. But I just, I'm telling you, if something can go wrong, it will. If you plan for something, uh, well, your plans may not work out exactly how you want them to. Um, but, you know, overall, being able to get the job done made me feel really good. Um, God. Uh, but, yeah, so that happened. And then um, now we're getting ready to go to a baby shower. Um, but before I talk about that, you know, I was talking to um, a gentleman that has died four times. Yeah, four. Four times. And, and we were talking and he was telling me about afterlife and this and that and how he wanted to honor the dead. And I was just blown away because I was like, well, I don't feel that way. I feel like I'll be so happy if there's an off switch, right? I think I've said this many times before. And he's like, really? I would, I would, I would love to come back and like be able to communicate with people that I loved and knew. And not just have it just all go away. And I go, well, doesn't that sound like more work? Haven't we done enough work? Don't you want to be done when this, when when the flip, when the lights shut off at the end of this? I, I mean, I personally do. I know I grind every single day. I'm not getting up on time. Um, you know, I'm getting up a little bit later than I want to. I'm here recording now. Um, just all kinds of stuff that like. I hold against myself because I know I can do better, right? And I'm just trying to reshape the person that I am today. But, you know, I don't want to come back and haunt people or talk to them or see them. I just want to be gone. I, I feel like that is almost easier than coming back and maybe disrupting their grieving process or maybe, you know, somebody down somewhere down the line, somebody gets used to you not being around and then all of a sudden your back is a ghost and like they have to like relive all those feelings again. I almost feel like that's inappropriate. I don't even know if that's the right word. I, I feel like it's, I don't know, it's just not the right thing, right? I mean, I, supposedly ghosts are scary and, and demons are real and I don't know. I don't, I don't really think that that is true. Just like if you were to take too much psychedelics, you're allowing, uh, you're separating from your your body in a sense and you're not you're just kind of separating your mind and I don't think that allows anything in even though people have talked about this there's books written on it and I'm talking like old books we're not talking like new age books we're talking old old books about how psychedelics and stuff like that can lead you to opening up your soul or body to demons coming inside of it and I just do I believe that some type of psychedelic could possibly alter the human brain to a point where the person is no longer that person? Yes, I've seen that happen. I know that can happen. I've only seen it with acid, not mushrooms, uh, not DMT. But I don't believe that that was a demon that entered their body. I feel like they did too much of a drug that's man-made and it broke them as a person and it's not that they are now a different person it's I feel like that person was always in there but they were capable of hiding it or suppressing it where after the drugs they no longer could suppress that person it has now come to the front and the person that they were has now become suppressed. I feel like it's a flip. I don't feel like it's a demon. You know what I'm saying? So um, when that happens and, 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 and people change or they leave their body, um, I, was, I, just, I feel like it's something that was always in them. I don't think that they've opened themselves up and a demon got inside and changed them. I think that's kind of crazy in a sense but where this person was talking about this and telling me how he wanted to do these things I was like okay and we had this conversation and then you know I was like I I I I, I expressed my opinion on it and then the next day I was like wait a minute I need to ask him a major major question 
And the question is, what did you see? What was it? You know? I'm like thinking to myself that night, and I'm talking to my wife about this, and I'm like, man, I never asked him. What did he see? What was it like? What do you remember? I mean, it's four times. Four. Not one, not a two, three, four. Four times, completely flatlined, brought back to life. Insane. So do you think when he died, a demon entered his body? And is it possible to do it four times? Four times. Chance of life. You got four chances. You're on your fourth chance. I mean, is he a cat? Right? But I don't I don't think a demon got into him and changed who he is. I believe that he died four times and now he's a different person, right? So I go in I go in the next day and we're talking and I was like, dude, I have to I have to ask. I have to ask, what was it like? What did you see? And I told him, I was like, I'm being honest. I'm being uh, 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 true. I am not trying to gaslight you right now. But we hear of so many people, right, that talk about this afterlife or they were in the operating room and now they're hovering above their body and they can see themselves, right? Heard all these stories. I'm like, well, this guy's got four experiences with this. Four. So had to have had something happen, had to have um, maybe one story, right? And then I was like, so with that all being said, did you ever see anything? What were your experiences, right? And you know what he told me? The only thing he remembers is light coming back on and people hovering around him. He had no outer body experience. He had no hovering experience. He had no experiences. And I go, so, maybe I am right. Because if the only thing that you remember from all of those experiences is the light coming back on, and then people above you, right? Because you're being saved, right? You're um, a Narcam, whatever the fuck they use to resuscitate him after um, he died, you know. And he just remembers the light coming back on and people being around him and him not knowing and or remembering where he was. But he always remembered who he is. But he's not the same person that he was after the first time, right? So I was like, holy shit, dude. And this is this is as real as I could get. And I was like, man, does this really mean I'm right? And at the end of this road, once that ticket's punched, it is 100% over. There's no coming back. There's no reincarnation. There's no hovering around as a lost soul or sitting in purgatory or going to hell or going to heaven. It's just, you're done. It's over. So I thought that was pretty intense. Um, I really did thank him for giving me the true, you know, for for being honest with me um, and and being able to uh, answer that question. You know, Um, I'm sure it wasn't, something that he wants to think about. Um, but I was something that I couldn't resist. I was like, man, I got to know. Don't you want to know? We all want to know, right? We say, well, when we're dying, if we smoke DMT, that's as close as we can get because our body supposedly releases DMT and gives us this like weird show and kind of numbs us. And we have something that we're like, people are always kind of grabbing for something at the end of it. Right. You know, you're pointing at something, you're doing something, but there's nothing there. Supposedly, DMT is the closest thing you get you can get to getting close to a death experience. And this guy, you know, dying four times 
is one of the only people I've ever met that would have something to talk about, especially with four different experiences. So when he told me there's nothing, I was relieved. I was. It wasn't some weird sci-fi movie. It wasn't, it wasn't uh, demons and uh, angels. It was just, no, I don't remember a thing. The lights came back on and I had people surrounded me or people were surrounding me. Wild, 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 wild. I mean, so crazy to think about that, you know, it's just death. It's just death. I mean, we're all going to, we're all guaranteed it. You know, it's not something that is uh, not going to happen. You can't avoid it. I don't even think medical science, even 150,000 years from now, will have figured it out. We all won't be around by then, but we'll see what the next 25 years brings us, honestly. But speaking, going back to the baby shower, you know, that's that, that's death, and now we're going to celebrate new life. And, I mean, I have to be honest about this um, because it's something that eats at me. And this is my own insecurities and my own issues, and that's fine. I get that. But I hate these things. <laughs> I hate them. <laughs> I, I freaking, I hate baby showers so much. Um, and you know what it is? It's not that I hate the baby shower. It's that it makes me relive all all the things me and my wife went through and the simple fact that we couldn't. And it's tough and it's hard and I hate it. You know, even the guy that's died four times has a kid. And boy, that bothers the shit out of me almost all the time. And this is just a constant reminder, you know. I see all my friends, all their kids, they're now four, five, six, you know, because that's right around the time we were trying as well. And it's like now there's, you know, more babies popping up and a lot of them haven't been in the family. You know, other people are having kids still, obviously. Um, but now it's in the family again. So there's a new baby shower and it just brings back all those fucking memories that drive me crazy like why you know <laughs> just why why is it that something that seems so simplistic for so many why is it such a pain in the ass for us why did it never happen you know so i'm excited to celebrate life i think it's great that you know this is how it's done, and uh, I think it's great that we have another niece or nephew um, to bring into the family. That's great. Um, you know, there's, I think we're, I want to honestly say that I think we're up to like 15. 15 throughout, which is crazy, you know. And I probably should be a better uncle and be more in their lives and stuff, but it's painful for me, and I don't know how to act around kids. I'm not good at it. I'm awkward. I don't know what to say, what not to say. So, I guess I haven't been the best uncle, period. But as they get older, you know, they're becoming more of themselves. And um, I think once they hit an older age and, and they're closer to driving and stuff like that, that's, I mean... I feel like I'm a, I feel like I would have a little bit more in common. But now, with a couple of my nephews hitting 15, 16, I'm like, oh shit. I am more disconnected to them than I ever was. So it looks like I, uh, by, by, by my own insecurities keeping me from getting involved in them while they were young, now I'm even more disconnected from them as they get older. So I actually shot myself in the foot, in, in a sense, you know what I mean? So I've been thinking about that a lot, too, and I'm like, fuck, man. They were here, but I didn't have time, and I still don't have time, you know? I got the work, podcast, career, bills, 
life, jujitsu, um, hot tub, you know, so all kinds of shit. Uh, but yeah, life and death, man. It's crazy, isn't it? It really is. Um, couple quick topics. I just finished my first journal. I started this on May 16th of 2022. So I was 11 days shy of 10 months. So there's almost 10 months in there. A um, couple days missed. Those were noted for the most part. Stayed very consecutive for, um, I think, almost nine, nine months. So I got my new journal. It starts tomorrow. And I'm super pumped, you know, because I'm really, really enjoying this. It's helping me realize what's important and what I'm thankful for before I even get out the door in the morning. And, you know, sometimes the things that I'm thankful for are very silly. And sometimes they're very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Very uh, important. I don't know. Um, thoughtful, maybe. But, you know, so it varies. Um, but I'm excited that you know, May 16th of 2023, when I jot down those five things that I'm thankful for that morning, that's one year um, of journaling. And it feels good. It feels really good. If you're practicing it at home, um, keep it up. Keep it up because it, it, just, it, it just feels good to be thankful for something before you get your day started. Um, another thing I wanted to touch on real quick because I'm a dumb dumb. I am not going into uh, season uh, three. No, going into, uh, we are ending season three of Talking with Topher, and I will be starting season four um, after episode 156. So, pretty exciting. I, I don't know. I wasn't thinking, I wasn't, uh, maybe I was trying to move too fast, but I was like, man. I could, you know, and I went, th and I, I'm just doing things, you know, and I went, oh my God, I'm, that's right. So I just a small, silly correction, but yeah, technically after 156, episode 157 will be the start of the fourth season, um, you know, and, and I'm excited for it. Uh, I'm excited for the guests that's coming up in March. Um, I'm excited for a lot of the things that I got in store for the channel, um, and we will see how it goes, you know, um, as time goes on, um, probably going to be doing more and more of my position and I'm going to have, probably have to find different times to put these things together and, or have guests on. Um, but it's going to be a lot of work, um, cause now my training's over. So with training being over at any moment in time, I could be called to actually do what I was hired to do. So. I'm looking forward to all of this. I'm looking forward to season four, new guests, new everything. Um, but it's a scary time as well because, like, I don't know what to expect. Um, like I said, the people that hired me, I've barely worked with. I've only been working with the person that's training me for the last three months. But I do have to say that I'm very thankful that I got the full three months of training because if you've worked anywhere, I honestly have, and, and maybe I'm just speaking from retail per, uh, uh, experiences only, but I have never gotten my full training, ever. They're like, we need you to do this for a couple weeks and blah, 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 blah. And then a couple weeks in, they're like, not even a couple weeks, like a week later, they're like, yeah, you got to put that on pause. We need you out here. You got to do this. You're going to have to learn on the fly. And, well, what about this? It's due in two weeks. And they're like, yeah, well, get it done in two weeks, but you're going to have to do it in between everything, but we need you to get on into your position now. So that's usually the life I was living where it's just, you have to jump in, you have to do it. And uh, that's it, you know, barely any time for training. And now I got all my training, which I feel very good about because like I said, it doesn't normally happen. And I do believe that when a company hires somebody and they have to train you as heavily as they had to train me, um, you know, being in a whole new world. Um, to get that full amount of training is 
it's it's just going to help the company more in the end, right? Because now I'm a better, stronger employee um, who knows more. If they had pulled me a month ago, I mean, I learned so much in just the last month. So it's crazy because you go from, you know, learning to doing. And now I'm just doing. And after doing, you teach. And now I'm, I'm, now I'm doing and teaching. And I haven't even really started my actual position yet. So it feels good to be at that point and to be as confident I am as I am right now is only going to benefit them later. So I'm, I'm super excited about all of this. And let's take a quick break so I can tell you about it is almost spring. And you know what that means. It is time to start thinking warm, sunshine, getting outside and showing off all that new clothing you're going to get at slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. That's slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. Not sure how to spell it. It's right here at the bottom of the screen. Or you can click the link in the description below the video. And before you check out, put in promo code T-O-P-H-E-R. You're going to get an extra 10% off that entire purchase. All right. Um, There is so much uh, new stuff at Slowdown Clothing, and they have so much to offer you. They've got skateboards um, and all kinds of t-shirts and shorts for the kids. They've got swim shorts for you. They've got leggings for your girlfriend or your wife or your friends. Um, They have so much to offer. And the brand new snake and coil uh, hats, shirts, the whole entire line. Go get that brand new kit. It is so amazing. And I love the high quality products at a great price. When everything is moving so fast in the world, don't you think it's time to just slow down? So go to slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com today. And if you're not sure how to spell it, it's right here at the bottom of the screen, or you can click the link in the description below the video. And before you check out, remember to put in promo code T-O-P-H-E-R for an extra 10% off that entire purchase. Ah, and welcome back. Now we're going to get into some Topher topics. You ready? So my first one of the day is a tattooed arm of a missing man found inside of a shark caught by a fisherman. Now, this is so wild. I don't know if that's the shark, but they took a picture of a shark. Um, The remains of a man who went missing earlier this month in Argentina appeared to have been found inside of a shark that was caught by a local fisherman. The man, Diego Barrera, 32, was last seen riding an all-terrain vehicle near the coast of southern Chubut, Providence. His vehicle was found wrecked on a beach on February 20th with a damaged helmet and sunglasses that were reported to have been Barrera's next to it. Which had been Barrera's next to it. Two men were fishing on Sunday near the spot where an ATV was found reported that they had caught three school sharks close to the shore and that when they were cleaning them, they found human remains inside of one of them. Uh, the school shark in which the remains were found was uh, about five feet long. Barrera's family identified him through a tattoo on the arm that was visible in the remains. Daniela Militruz, sorry, Militruz, the law enforcement officer who was in charge of the search, uh, told local news media, We presume Diego had an accident, and Militruz said, and we're investigating if it was a vehicle involved. Authorities suspect Barrera may have been dazed and walked into the water or was knocked unconscious and dragged out to sea by tide. Wow. Christian Ancelado, head of the police department in uh, Comodora Rivadaria, Rivadaria, noted that had been a strong tide surge the weekend when Barrera disappeared. What? So this guy possibly (laughs) crashed his ATV and then either fell down on the beach and like the tide kept coming in and washed him out and then he gets eaten by a shark or 
he just accidentally walked out there because he was so dazed and confused. Kind of cool that, like, the shark, like, it didn't dissolve the arm yet. So they were capable of, um, capable of actually finding, you know, some remains, proving that it was him. And then they're probably going to have to do a little bit of DNA, right? Or will they just go off of the findings in the tattoo on the arm? I don't know. That's wild, man. You're, like, cutting open a fish. You're like, yeah, I'm just going to go fishing. Got some nice sharks here. Is this an arm? Dude. Dude. I got an arm inside the shark. Oh, shit. We should probably call the authorities, right? I mean, what do you do at that point? I wouldn't touch anything. Crazy shit, dude. Crazy shit. All right. So the DA is ready to charge people, businesses, for Delta 8 THC. Uh, what? T. Does anybody else know about Delta 8 THC? Um, because Delta 8 THC is, uh, well, legal. Yeah. Yeah, just to let everybody know, um, Delta 8 THC is a hemp product, and I'm fighting with my computer right now, so it's, it's always fun. It's always fun. Like I said, I need a new one. I know. But so just to let everybody know real quick, um, Delta 8 is a product that can actually get you high. Um, It is an alternative. It is made from hemp. Hemp is legal in all 52 states of America. So guess what? You can't charge people. So I'm actually curious. I think this thing is like 20 seconds long. Let's find out what they're going to do because this is sounding retarded to me. Attorney Mark Bennett saying today he is ready to start charging people and businesses caught with Delta 8 THC. The Kansas Attorney General's office issued a legal opinion in December of 2021 calling the substance illegal. The DA said then his office was not ready to prosecute until local law enforcement brought him evidence of crimes. Okay, that's fine. But yeah, you can't do that. You, you cannot do that. There is no way you can charge anybody for this. It is legal. It's legal. Without a crime being committed, you can't just start charging people, right? And because you deem the product illegal, you can't. You, you just can't do that. It's legal in 52 states. Now, what they can do, what they can do is, is they can stop all stores from selling edible Delta-8. Because if you put it in an edible, it has now been manipulated, and there is laws against that. So, like, we were at New Hampshire Vape Gallery when I used to work there. We were not allowed to sell gummy CBDs because in the state of New Hampshire, that is a manipulated uh, edible product that's not approved by the FDA. So because of that reason and because we were a vape shop, we fell under different guidelines and in the state of New Hampshire made it illegal for us to sell edibles in our store at that time. It's still to, it's still true to today. If you have just a CBD store, you're allowed to carry all the CBD products. So if you're just a Delta 8 store, you can sell all the Delta 8 products. Even in New Hampshire, the edibles are not illegal. They're not uh, looked at the same way. So it depends on what your store is, how you're set up, And then you are committing a crime. So if he wanted to, he could say all edible Delta 8s not approved by the FDA are illegal to sell in this state. He could do that. And then you'd have to get rid of all the edibles. You would only be able to have the smoke or the rolled and, you know, the moon rocks and all that stuff that uh, the plant does naturally or synthetically, however you want to call it. I mean, it's pretty much manipulated by man. But... That is all legal in 52 states, right? The edibles are a little bit questionable. So he could get away with doing something like that, and then he would be able to hold them accountable for selling edible Delta-8s illegally if the state looks at those as being illegal because they're not FDA-approved. So that's a little bit different of a story. But as for Delta-8 itself, Delta-9, Delta-11, all the Deltas, They're all 100% legal um, because they're all derived from the hemp plant. So good luck with that, buddy. All right? Good luck with that because you you can't fight 
legal stuff. You can't fight it. It's legal. So, therefore, you're just, I mean, pushing your own opinion on everybody and expecting them to follow along, but you can't go against federal law, stupid. So, this one was just irritating. I was like, what, what is going on here? So, a study offers concerning insight on how daily marijuana use can affect the heart. Um, this is pretty cool. Um, there's a few things going on with marijuana right now, especially with daily use and dabs and stuff like that. Um, I guess some people are getting extremely violently sick. And they keep going to the doctors and they say it's like the gallbladder or it's nausea or they can't help them because they can't figure it out. And what I've learned is, is you're having an allergic reaction to marijuana. So stop smoking it. And I bet you all of your symptoms will subside. Yeah, it was crazy to find out. So as this becomes more and more legal and as we have more and more people using and trying, um, I do believe we're going to find people that get addicted, addicted to it, highly addicted to it even. Um, we're also going to find people have allergic reactions to it, like this uh, scenario I just painted. Um, that is an allergic reaction, and if you're doing dabs, that is a high, high concentrate uh, THC, which would be definitely causing the nausea, the sickness, the puking, the everything that you're feeling. Just stop smoking. Just stop and see if your symptoms subside. And if they do, you're allergic to marijuana. This is going to become more common when we thought that this was all just a myth. But guess what? Everybody's different. It's not everything's not made for everybody, right? So, and if you're doing edibles, holy crap, you're basically taking psychedelics, okay? I'm not going to go through the whole entire thing. I think we've all heard it a million times from Joe Rogan and a few other people and I mean, who isn't doing an ayahuasca podcast these days? But it is a psychedelic. It's completely different than smoking. It is not even close to the same. It's not processed through the body the same. The reaction is not the same. What it does to you is not the same. So if you're smoking high concentrates or eating edibles and you're getting violently sick, you're possibly allergic to it. So... Don't do that anymore. Try to just stop and see if that helps you. Um, also, if you're doing edibles, please remember that those process differently. It is a psychedelic, and you can have a really bad time and experience with it. So not the same as smoking, all right? It's not even close to the same. I'm so tired of hearing it. It is a completely different animal all on its own. And if you're not moving, to, moving into it slow as a beginner, and you dive in too deep, you're going to go on a ride. On a ride. But you could smoke and not even get close to the experience that you do on edibles. Why? Because it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. It's completely different. People need to understand this today. Especially all the newbies turning 21 and now it's legal and they're trying it out. Yeah, I get you. It's cool. I'm with it. I want it to be legal in all 52 states throughout the entire United States, which, you know what I mean. But people also need to understand what they're doing to themselves. So just, uh, just look into that. Let's see what this has to do with marijuana and the brain. Let's talk about marijuana and your brain. It's a rather complicated process, so let's start off with what's familiar to you. THC. THC is the chemical in the weed that gets you high. You feel lightheaded. You feel giddy. Sometimes relaxed. Marijuana, you can smoke it, you can eat it in an extract of food, you can inhale it with a vapor pen, or consume it in an oil form. It's especially good for little kids who are taking it as a medicine. No matter the method, THC goes through your bloodstream and into your brain. And there, the THC is going to latch onto these special receptors. When they are stimulated, you release dopamine. It sends signals to various nerve cells all around your body and makes the user feel high. Not all cannabis is going to get you stoned. That's because marijuana contains another chemical known as CBD. That's cannabidiol. 
marijuana plants that have low THC and high CBD can work really well as a medicine. They can treat things like epilepsy. It works because the CBD chemical can quiet excessive electrical and chemical activity in the brain. I know this three-year-old girl who went from having 300 seizures a week to two per month after her parents gave her cannabis with high levels of CBD. When it comes to marijuana, there's some 500 different chemical compounds. All these compounds work together. It's something known as the entourage effect. It's important because you can't just take a chemical out of marijuana and make a medicine. You need the whole plant, especially when it comes to using pot instead of pills. What? Yeah, so like I was trying to say, like it affects everybody differently. THC and CBD are two different things, and when... I, I've even experienced, uh, when I worked at New Hampshire Vape Gallery, I, I experienced a kid who had something. I don't know. I'm not even going to pretend like I know what I'm talking about. But just yelling, screaming, you know, and, and giving the mother a hard time. And then all of a sudden, I sell her some CBD gummies because that's what she was there for. At the time, we we were selling them. I know I said earlier you're not supposed to, but we didn't realize this until later, blah, 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 blah. It's a whole thing. Um, that's how we found out. Anyways, we sold them some CBD gummies, the mother. She gave one to the kid, and within 15 minutes, that kid was level, talking, and fully responsive. Where before, it wasn't, the kid was wild, crazy, and it wasn't like, wasn't like he was trying to be crazy. It was just happening. And the mother was like, this is what happens when he doesn't get his CBD. So I give him CBD and it goes away. And I was like, really? And then she gave it. And 15 minutes later, that kid was awesome. We were high-fiving before he left. It was like it was like the, the first 15 minutes didn't even happen. Completely different person. So I love marijuana. I love CBD. I love all of the plant, and the Delta 8s, and all the Delta 9s, all the Deltas. It's an amazing, amazing plant, whether you're looking at the hemp side of things or if you're looking at the actual THC side of things. It's it's an amazing, amazing plant, Um, and it should be 100% legal everywhere today. That's just, it just should. We need to understand this plant more. We need to understand more things, and I'm telling you right now, if we could figure out this plant, a thousand percent, we could really take down the pharmaceutical industry because we, we wouldn't need them anymore. I'm telling you right now, this stuff could help so many people if we could just get rid of the, uh, well, the, the, the umbrella it's under, under, which is a horrible, bad thing. And it's like, no, we should put that umbrella over alcohol, heroin, cocaine. And all the rest of those drugs that are actually horrible, that actually do kill people. And um, we should definitely be looking at marijuana a lot more. And the fact that we are where we are today is good, but I feel like we should be much further. So this is crazy. I don't even I don't even know if this has anything to do with earthquakes or tectonic plates or anything, but... This is insane. So right now there's a new ocean. A new ocean is being formed in Africa. So they're saying that um, geologists have confirmed that the new ocean is being created as, as African continent is split in half. An international effort has re- revealed that 35 miles long rip rift appeared in the Ethiopian deserts of far region in 2005 and is probably the start of a brand new sea. So I'm going to show you the picture. Um, I don't know if I can, let me see. So here we're seeing uh, like lava. This thing is 10 minutes long, but you can see the breakage, right? And that's the Grand Canyon. So more of that uh, lava. I'll I'll have to add this. I will have all my links in the description below the video. 
Um, but as you can see, when the volcanoes erupt and the lava hits, it, it reshapes the world. They're looking at a complete um, uh, break and fallout um, from the two tectonic plates. And this is the actual shift. So you can see here um, the plates. Those are your the plates that are moving underneath uh, Africa right now. And what they're saying is, is that these are going to split and it's actually going to split up Africa to the point where it creates a brand new ocean. So let's see what they say. Due to this mantle plume resulting in rift valleys, there seems to be a close relationship between a large mantle plume and the formation of new continental rifts and eventually two passive continental margins separated by seafloor spreading at ocean ridges. Similar to how the North Atlantic Ocean opened 80 million years long time. Extensional, divergent, collisional, and transform boundaries have long been known. The transition from one boundary to another is less clear. How can we determine when a rifting continent transitions into a brand new ocean basin? Not all continental rifts are created equal. Some rifts are unsuccessful and never lead to true oceanic spreading. We are not necessarily moving toward a new ocean. Just because we can see continental drifting. For instance, about 1 billion years ago. So right here, they're going to show the actual breakage right there. So that's the actual breakage and that is how it possibly could happen, creating an ocean in between Africa. I mean, at one point in time, supposedly, and I don't know how much of this is actually true, but I do, I do believe that it's, it's pretty, pretty on point. Like, all of America was attached to Africa. Was, all the land was supposedly attached, which is pretty crazy to think about. And then our platelets or the, the tectonic plates uh, shifted and broke us all apart, putting oceans in between us and creating what we have today. But they don't stop moving. They keep doing what they're doing. And we're finding more and more giant cracks everywhere, all over the world. And so for this to be showing that Africa could be the next continent to be broken up. I mean, uh, sounds pretty reasonable to me. I mean, I do, do I think we're going to see that? No, I'll be long dead before that actually happens. But could it possibly happen? Could more oceans, uh, could, could more continents break up, creating more uh, oceans in between them? And, I mean, that would be wild, right? That one day, Africa split into two. I mean, it, we don't know exactly how this planet is and how uh, much of it. Um, we haven't seen it, right? So, therefore, we think of it as, as fairy tale or just story. But how much of it is actual, factual, and happening every day all around us? I, I do believe that like this is this is something that really could happen. It's pretty crazy to think about, but um uh yeah, go check that link out if you want to watch the whole ten minute uh video. I thought it was really cool. Um this one here I I liked a lot because well I'm a dog lover and I thought this was really, really cool um to see. But this officer saves his dog from a tornado. Now that's a K9 unit SUV. Here we go. So the moment officer rescues police dog from cars, a tornado strikes Texas City. So you'll actually see him coming out to the car. And then that fence, that fence is not supposed to be there. It is literally being blown by the tornado. Now he's getting into the car. He's, I think he's trying to get the dog out or maybe unlock it. Or maybe the dog's like freaking out inside. Um, you actually watch the tornado come in stronger and stronger. I do believe this fence is going to move pretty rapidly once the camera focuses again. There we go. The fence is now moved. The tornado is coming in. 
I mean, this thing's got sandbags and shit on it. it it's not holding it down. So now he's got a fence in his way. He's got his canine. That tornado is coming through pretty strong. He has to run around the fence. The fence keeps creeping. It smacked him. Um, and boom, he got the dog out of the unit, right, out of the SUV and made it into the police station just before um, the rest of the tornado uh, came through. He got the uh, he got the dog out, and I just like happy stories, man. I don't want to see any canines get taken away by a by a tornado. So I thought this was really cute. Um, you know, I, I I is it like a thing where you like park your car? And I thought we weren't supposed to leave dogs in vehicles, so I'm not sure why this dog was left in the canine SUV, but. You know, for him to get there in the nick of time to get that dog out of there, I guess um, one of the vehicles got thrown or something. So I don't know. I just I really I really enjoy the simple fact that the dog was saved. I like I, I like things like this. It's a happy ending. It's a happy ending for the puppy. Right. Now. This is insane and I have to play it for you. I just have to. I don't even really want to talk about it. I just want to play this for you. Caroline Sasaki <laughs> says she was walking towards her couch to watch TV just before midnight on Saturday when this boulder blasted through her living room, narrowly missing her. I heard the loud boom, and apparently the boulder passed right in front of me, which I didn't know. I didn't see it. All I heard was the boom, and then somebody asking me if I was okay. Her husband showed a security video that captured the close encounter. The rock is right at the edge of the frame. She took one more step. What do you think? The rock went through this CMU wall. The Sasakis had just moved into the brand new home this month after tearing down their old home. There was so much adrenaline flowing that it just brought me down after a while. Craig Tomita is their longtime neighbor. At least one of them could, could have been killed instantly. On Monday, inspectors from the city's Department of Planning and Permitting were on scene to assess the area, a move welcomed by the Sasakis, who are looking for answers. There was a concern before this even happened. The area has gone through a lot of change over the years. This is what it looked like several years ago, and this is what it looks like now as a cement wall holds back the hillside. You can see boulders sitting in the grassy area above the wall. According to the state, that land is privately owned. Do you feel safe living here right now? Um, not too much. Where exactly the boulder came from and what caused it to crash into the home is still under investigation. I mean, what? Hey, hey everybody. <laughs> can we can we stop building on hills and mountains and hillsides and 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 by water I don't I, I know we can't because like we're drawn to it um, we build cities next to the water why because it's important right we need to be able to get ships in we need to be able to get water we need to be able to do all these things and we do it with all the resources around us but Jesus Christ could you imagine that you're just like going to your couch to sit down and watch TV, and the next thing you know, you have a boulder coming through your living room and just almost taking you out. Holy shit. This was like, I got goosebumps when I saw this. I was like, oh my God. I mean, I couldn't imagine that. I couldn't imagine that. I cut down trees that could possibly fall through my house because I was so worried about them coming through the house, you know? I mean, if that tree came down in my backyard, I wouldn't have this podcast room. It would have taken it out. So I got rid of it. And it's like, how do you get rid of boulders that are on a hill that could potentially come through your house? Well, I guess you build a cement wall. It's crazy to me. Crazy to me. Well, everybody, I'm, I'm so glad that you were all here. I had so much fun. Um, trying to bring back a little bit more Topher topics, uh, get ready for the guest, uh, coming up either in, in probably a couple weeks, definitely by the end of March, my guest will be, uh, here recorded and, 
uh, ready to air. So I'm very excited for all of this. I'm still putting in the work. I'm still going to have more guests. I'm still going to be doing all the solo podcasts. And I think I've got something else lined up uh, for maybe uh, June or July of this year. So lots happening. I'm trying to do the shorts a lot more, but it doesn't seem to be happening or fitting into my schedule right now. But I'm going to try and do more and try to get the channel popping. Um, do keep in mind that if anything controversial pops up, um, you can always go to Rumble and, of course, Spotify. Those two places are not taking down any of my content, and they're the least, uh, they are censoring the least out of any platform that I use. So thank you, Joe Rogan, for Spotify not censoring us, and thank you to Rumble uh, for just not censoring us. So thank you to both of those platforms for being um, a little bit more open to today's discussions that we all need to have. Thank you again to all my subscribers. I greatly appreciate you. You're what keeps me coming back here week after week. So thank you so much. Um, if you're new to the podcast, remember to hit that subscribe button. It's free for you. This thing is not free to do. So go ahead and click that subscribe button. I'm trying to get to 200 subscribers. Let's go, people. I need a couple more. Please be hitting that subscribe button. All right. And then if you want to get more involved with the podcast, T-A-L-K-I-M with Topher at gmail.com, send an email. Maybe you got a story. Uh, go ahead and send an email. Um, I'll be looking forward to it. If you're going to send an audio or video, please make it under 60 seconds. Um, and I will be looking for all of those. Again, you can send that over to T-A-L-K-I-M with Topher at gmail.com. That's talking with Topher at gmail.com. Official email of the podcast. And then, of course, uh, uh, talking with Topher is on Rumble. That's right. Not getting censored. And it's amazing. And, of course, Spotify. The video will be up a week later. But you're going to get the audio first on Spotify. Then the video after YouTube and Rumble. And then, of course, if you're looking for more TWT, you want to follow me, go ahead and click the link tree. All right, click that link tree. It's going to give you access to everything um, I'm doing, all the podcast platforms, everything. TWT is in this link tree. So go in the description below the video and click the link. All right, and now with all that being said, I hope you have an amazing rest of your Thursday I hope you enjoy your weekend, and as always, I will talk to you later.